Hi. Hello. We're on the road. We're on the road, literally. But we're parked. Yeah, so don't worry. We're being safe. safe. Uh, we're in my car, which is probably evident because this is <laughs> because of the evidence from the Cryptozoology Museum. Of course. Three years ago. Your love. We're sitting in the car outside of our show in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yes. So hopefully it went well. Yeah. This is before we hope. So. Yeah, can't, tell, can't see the future, unfortunately. I to tell you that we hung out with two of our best friends. Oh my again. gosh, our best friends. Jerry and Sarah from Ladies and Tangents. Yeah. obsessed with them. I hope I hope it's returned. No, I no, think it is. I just spent an hour talking friends. to Jerry. Yeah. We're real friends. Yes. We text and talk all the time now. So and we polo each other. Year, we polo each other hard. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the point. With them last year because yes. we're making this an annual thing. I yes. Think. So we have another crossover with them. Which you're about to listen to. In classic TGOG fashion, we're bad at math. And so this was supposed to be part one, but it's actually coming out a week after theirs. So go check out <laughs> actual part one. Actual part one on their feed from last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then here's part two. Uh, and it's like the creepy bachelorette. Yeah. As the in... dark side of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, Brian is behind us in the car. Um, he's gone dark, so he can't hear us. No. But it's not a ghost. Enjoy. Bye. Hi, this is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two girls, one ghost. That sounded that sounded like so sultry and better than. <laughs> I think we need to hire you two to always do the whisper. Well, we, oh my God. we were doing all that nipple talk before. Yeah, we so got, I got really I mean, into it. turned on. <laughs> Listen, I have been waiting to tell you both something that I I waited until this moment to do it. Okay. <gasps> So okay, I, okay. I looked at my sat my Saturn return. I lo- I, I loogled it. <laughs> you I googled it. Loogled it. <laughs> yes, I googled I, it. You know, save save time, combine words. It's yeah. called the lunar Google. <laughs> yes. That's where I found it. <laughs> so it told me the exact date. And do you want to hear something crazy? So my first one ever was when I was 29. Okay. Okay. I had not had any other ones. And it was the exact day that we conceived my daughter. <laughs> To the day. And it just so happened that that month was when we started putting things on TikTok to, for the podcast. And that was when we were really like, TikTok started really taking off. And me and Jerry were having conversations like, uh-oh, this might actually be a thing. Like February 3rd, 2021. Ooh, I have goosebumps just talking about it. Oh, so when that oh date gosh. popped up, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we both missed our, our Saturn return. Sierra had a very, very positive one. Yeah. Well, but it was chaotic. Yeah. I will tell you, it was it was chaos. It was, you're going to have a baby. Also, you're kind of getting sort of famous. <laughs> also, <laughs> like TikTok's blowing up and people are trying to talk to you and this is happening. And Your career change. Yeah. And so all of that was, it, was it all good things? Amazing. Yes. But uh, but kind wow. of a lot. a lot. But it could be good. That's what we found out. That is, it yeah. could be, unless you're me. Yeah, well, well I was going to say mine. Gonna say yours I did not. <laughs> I did not have a good one because no. mine was around the exact same time because yeah. our our birthdays are nine days apart. So mm-hmm. mine was maybe nine days after. <laughs> I think it was like the twenty first or something of February. Yeah. But around that time, I had just started going to therapy in twenty twenty, and so this was in twenty twenty one when we were twenty nine, mm-hmm. and I. Had come to realize that my childhood was not what I thought it was, that I had been, experienced a lot more trauma than I had realized. And the kind of therapy work that she was having me do 
um, actually had the opposite effect on me. And I, um, trigger warning, almost took my own life. So, <laughs> so it was oh. like, not the same, not the same. Jeez. It was like a lot, but we talked about it in one of the episodes of the podcast is like when that happened, I felt like the tapestry of my life, like I had started pulling strings mm-hmm. and it all started to fall apart in a clump on the ground. And I was like, who am I? What am I? I'm nothing. And But now I feel like I've gotten to build myself back up. That was 100% a turning point for me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I yeah, isn't that so wild that you have to like completely de- deconstruct your mm-hmm. life and upbringing and get to a deeper, worse part place in yes. order to rebuild? Yes. As of the first time I started going to therapy, <clears throat> sorry, the first time I started to go to therapy, my therapist was like, this is going to really suck. <laughs> I just want you to know that this is the only <laughs> yeah. time that you've gone. Okay. It's going to suck for a while. And I was like, okay. She's like, you're going to think it's going well. It's going to start sucking. <laughs> I just need yes. you to be aware that that <laughs> oh is gosh. normal. It's a part of it. <laughs> yes. When I did that trauma treatment, like I went to it because I was like, I was having suicidal ideations and like, mm-hmm. I was like having panic attacks daily like it was miserable and I was like how can it get worse than this that's why I went into treatment and then they were like it's gonna get worse (laughs) and it just continually I was like how how am I (laughs) feels like you shouldn't be allowed to step me home after this (laughs) 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 it's fine yeah 100% outpatient yeah I'm like why are you not (laughs) why are you not strapping me to a bed but it's almost like before you have been getting Almost like uh, temporary fixes. Yeah. Putting band-aids just, just on stuff. Band-aids over a and this like, is like crack in the wall of water. Whatever. <laughs> We're just going to knock this house down because yeah. there's entirely yeah. too much going on. We got to rebuild it from the ground. No more band-aids. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, interesting because we've, we've talked a lot about just like manifestations and getting into like your astral body and meditating and we recently did an episode on someone, Penny Whitbrot, who had this near-death experience that was just like so wild. And one of the things that was in her case that's in a lot of other people's and that like we've discussed when people kind of go to that place and try to find what they need to work on when it comes to like trauma and just repressed memories is seeing a brick wall. And that seems to be a common thread where like you take one brick off and you deal with that one brick. And sometimes yep. that brick gets. I mean, I, well, like I, and I told you this before we ever did that episode. I was doing EMDR for a lot of different experiences. And I was working through a bunch. And I feel it's, I mean, EMDR is absolutely incredible. I'm so but, curious to know what your experience is because she's doing it. I well. just had one that I think you would find fascinating. What's your capsule? What is that? Oh, what is that? Where you lock it away before you wrap up the sessions? Okay, so we don't have a capsule necessarily. It's more okay. so like, where's my safe space? It's a, it's like, okay, we're going to take your inner child and put them somewhere where they feel yeah. comfortable rather than leaving them here. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming that's what it is. Uh, it's our grandma's house. Aww. So I that's go there so nice. because I used to have sleepovers with her and we would Aww. color and we'd watch TV shows. And she had the best silk cheetah print pajamas that you've ever seen oh my god like full they look like a full suit though like in pajamas it was like long sleeves the collar uh-huh. silk uh ice cream sandwiches. oh my gosh mm-hmm. so i'm good. in my pajama era like i want yep. every night 
Yes. Like I all day I'll wear the same sweatpants, like sweatshirt all day, every day for the sake, like, you know, for the whole week. But every night I want a new set of really nice pajamas. Yeah. I yep. love that for you. I don't even sleep with pajamas on. I sleep like in the nude, but I think I'm going to start just just wearing pajamas. <laughs> until, until I well, get you can wear bed. them up until the point that you yes. go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> just like, take them off. No more. <laughs> Oh, because um, that sounds fun. These are my evening jammies. Yeah, wear my daytime jammies, which is my sweats in the morning. Day, I have my daytime jammies, my evening jammies, and my sleep nakies. So, <laughs> sleep nakies. Oh gosh. Yeah. Wait, where's it? What's yours? Your capsule. Oh, okay. So, okay. My safe space was a little bit... So my safe space was an apartment that I went to look at. It was like so beautiful. Um, I didn't end up getting it, but it was like... I just could picture my whole life there. And I had a bunch of foster kittens running around. Lovely. But then I had... So at the end when I would... Before like coming out of the EMDR, I would lock all of my stuff into a capsule. And I chose like a jewelry box that I had (gasps) growing up. So I would like shove everything in there. And it was kind of really fun because I get to like... I got to like punch the people who were like, fuck you. And then like trap them in a box, Just like, like shoving them in. in. Yeah. Try to scream and get out. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's stuck. That's and, good. But what I was going to say is that there was a point where I hit a brick wall. Like truly, I was, I saw like images from my life and I was having like physical reactions. Like I felt like I was having ringing on my left side of my ear. And then I felt like tension on my left arm, like someone had been grabbing it. But then when I tried to dive deeper and feel those feelings and try to figure out why I was feeling those brick wall, yeah, brick wall, every single time could not get past it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we leave it here for now. (laughs) Yeah. I just had to do that in my last session. Yeah. Yeah, I swear. I remember you telling me you tried to like grab one brick and it kind of like yeah. flew back. Like it sucked <gasps> back. It just like, like, nope. like it was like, you're not, we're not dealing with that yet. So That's you're a very visual person too. So similar to how yours was. When I of. tell people like what I'm experiencing during EMDR, they're like, are you talking out loud? And I'm like, no, I can't fathom it because it's all I, in your head. Nothing yes. happens inside my head like that, really. But you're engaging your subconscious. It's bizarre. Yeah. But I, Back to the brick wall thing. I know what you're talking about because I've seen those images before where they're showing the brick wall and only one brick is out of place, but the whole wall is destroyed, essentially. Like, mm. it's Jenga. not level. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like only one thing can be a catalyst to set everything out, be off kilter kind of stuff. But mm. I think I told this story on our Patreon. The my Yes. So I have been working through a lot of childhood trauma in regards to um, some really unsafe people in my life. And when I have nightmares or when I'm doing EMDR, a lot of times I'm in the basement of their house. And so I was really trying to work on like separating my husband from the unsafe people in my life. And because he'll he'll do certain things like normal human emotions that my body registers as a mm-hmm. trigger for what these people would do. But yeah. he doesn't mm-hmm. have the same outcome as them. So it's not fair right. for either of us for me to have that response. Like so right. yeah. yeah. So the goal is to <laughs> And that takes them. a lot of work it's to it's tough. separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you were saying, there's a book, I haven't read it, but it's called The Body Holds the Score. And like even Ugh, if you don't remember so it, mm-hmm. your body it does. Incredible. 
And like when I think of some of these unsafe people, my body goes completely stiff, like something is sitting on me and something is holding me down. And I feel like I'm going to suffocate. Like even speaking on it right now, I feel it. Mm -hmm. And so when we were doing this EMDR, I was in the basement. I was hearing make yourself small, hide. I was seeing flashes of all the places that I used to hide. And then I felt this overcoming like flush of relief. And I heard myself saying, you created a space that would be safe for her. And I saw my kids running in the yard and they were playing and laughing. (sighs) And I was hearing like, they can't hurt you. No one can hurt you. And so she stops, pauses, asks me what I saw. I tell her and she goes, well, maybe there's a reality where you ask your inner child to come and play with your kids. And I was like, I would love to do that. Thank you so much. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't wait to play with me. (laughs) So she starts doing this is so wild because I, I feel like we experienced like the same thing. This is all the exact same. That's spooky. That's why I talk about it because like other people's experience with EMDR is very different. It's not a one size fits all thing, but when, if you do have the kind of mind where you are a very visual person and you are very open to it, it is powerful as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So she has me go back in to ask myself. And myself gets pissed. <laughs> so I'm Herself back. Is scary. I'm back in the basement and I'm speaking to this black mist. And Ugh. I'm saying, like, you can come out. You don't have she to hide. it for me, by the way. It was so fucking scary. Like, oh, I was, was like, ah! is my iPad over there still? Oh, no. I, I put it over. Oh, I actually have it on my phone. I'll show it. I'll send it to you. But um, <laughs> I was like, you can come out. You don't have to hide. And the mist was literally going like this. Almost. That's what my body was feeling. Like when a dog backs, yeah. backs off and doesn't yeah. want to get in a bathtub. You know what yeah. I mean? They're, they like put their legs up and like, that's what my body was doing. And I was trying to talk to it and be like, you're safe now. You can come out. And this thing goes... She she stops, and I said, "I want to let you know that I am no longer obviously in the MDR. I'm talking with my therapist. I go, but I feel like the mist is pissed off, and it <laughs> wants me to tell you that you think you know what you're doing. <laughs> you think that me coming out, you want to say it's safe. Well, the whole reason that it's safe is because I stay here, because I look out, I protect us." I listen for all the sounds so you can have your nice, beautiful little life. Uh, You're not going to make me do something that I don't want to do. I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to keep doing my job because my job is to keep us safe. And that's what I'm doing. Which breaks my heart because your inner child, like your child, like no child should have to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why I said, she goes, so little you has been very compliant this whole time. What's changed? And I go, I don't think it's little me. I think it's teenage me. (laughs) I... That's so funny. I have totally had the the child version and teenage me and teenage me is a bitch. Like that's she, what so funny because she was explaining it to me and obviously we grew up together. So I was like, that honestly really does sound like teenage you. <laughs> she was so scary. <laughs> well, I've seen TikToks where people must have gone through the exact same thing because I've seen a few where it's like the adult version talking to like the four-year-old version and they're like best of buds. And then the teenage person comes in the room and they're both like, everything up. 100%. 100%. This was like, I just sent it to you. It was, this is what I was talking to and it was hiding underneath the stairs. 
Wait, this looks like a cover of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it was hiding underneath something that she had to go. Well, oh because I'm like, God. talk to it. I went, I, I'm like, listen, wow. I physically feel the anger that the mist was feeling. Uh-huh. Like, I, I'm just <laughs> telling you, this is not, this, this isn't happening. And she's like, okay, hey, you know what? Uh, she goes, has anyone tried to like find you during hide and seek? Or did you have an imaginary friend? And I said, no none of that and you even trying thinking you're gonna trick it out of its place is like making it even more angry (laughs) and i like how you call it it even though you know you even though you know it's you (laughs) but it feels it truly feels like a separate part of me yeah yeah Yeah. so i keep referring to it as the mist and she uh she's like okay you know what maybe today's not the day it doesn't want to come out that's totally fine um, we'll just go back in, let it know that it can stay there, and then we'll, we'll close out the session. I'm You're like, like okay. I want to go talk to it again. <laughs> okay. So we go back in, and I'm like, hey, Misty girl. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say thank you so much for all you're doing. You're doing a great job. I am so sorry for trying to force you out before you were ready. Black um, looks so good on you, by the way. <laughs> that is your color. I said, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing out here. To sh- and when you're ready, when you finally believe that we're safe, you come on out. Until then, you do you. And the mist was like, thank you. And I said, you're welcome. Can I see your face? And it said, not a chance. Nice try. And I went, okay. <laughs> and I laughed during amazing. the MDR. And that's Just how like we ended it. Having this banter back and forth with your... With myself. <laughs> with your that is the wild thing is like, it's all... You're doing all this in your subconscious. And yes. it's fully... It, it's You fully are doing it. Like you are going into some weird plane within your mind and in the universe and having these... What does yours look like? Like, do you see a full basement or a structure because mine all have outlines of things but there's like a black almost water-based it's kind of like the stranger things Mm, when she goes into that black space yep yeah but then it has structure like outlines of structures so a lot of times depending on what i'm thinking about or what what is coming up um i will see full scenes but it's almost like the edges are like blurred. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I'm it's almost like a set. Looking, yeah. It's like I'm yeah. looking back into a memory. It's like yeah. if you in in TV shows where they show like memories and there's like a cloud around it to show you that it's like from a different time. That's kind of what it's like. When I was and sometimes they're really fast. Sometimes they're really fast. Sometimes it's just a person's face. Like the one time I was thinking about someone who I won't say, but we could all, probably all just guess, was in my face and doing this and calling me little girl and telling me, you think you know everything, little girl, and just like going on and on. And I was just sitting there trying to uh, get away from the finger. But mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's just a face. Sometimes it's the whole basement. Like I can see where the false wall they were they were remodeling so they were going to put up walls i don't even know if they're finished yet but when i was in there and in my memory they're unfinished so it's just the the wood before Mm -hmm. the drywall Mm -hmm. so i see that i see i'm behind the stairs and i can see through the stairs because they're also unfinished and so yeah it's it is like i've memorized everything in my surrounding and that is what anchors me in those places because that is what I had to focus on. You had to focus. Yeah. Wow. Right. I had one. 
experience, and this is kind of around the time that I had the brick wall. So people are probably going to read into this. Um, but I was in this like kind of black space and I was trying really hard to like access the feelings that I was having, the ringing in my ear and the arm thing. And I saw a baby, but it was so far away and I couldn't get to it. And the brick wall kept blocking me from like, from getting to the baby. Whoa. That's so sad. I have chills. I know. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Corinne's looking at me very seriously. (laughs) Were you? Do you think you were the baby, or is it a a a different situation? See, it's hard, right? Because I think in my gut, I do think I was the baby, but but also because I wasn't able to get past that wall, I have no idea. Right, right, right. That's what's tough. Is like you're you're seeing all of these things, and you're like, I'm trying to send myself messages, but what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, Yeah. like I need to get. Like, I just need to get through this thing. Just let me get through it. Obviously, you know. Obviously, I know the answers. Why aren't I just saying them? Why do I have to be cryptic? Why am I leaving code for myself? You're misleading yourself. Yeah, goddamn. Okay, the coolest thing, though, and this is just like advocating for EMDR. I had one experience specifically that I really, really worked on. And I had the most incredible experience where I brought in my my safe people. Actually, I brought in Corinne and Corinne like literally beat people up. Oh my um, God. the muscle baby. She I is love muscle. It. Didn't I crush someone with my thighs? No, no. Oh, that's a dream. <laughs> that's just what itself. I envisioned that's, doing. That's, if yeah. I, when <laughs> I come that. in, when I meditate into yours, you'll know it's me hijacking your thing when I'm like, crush. like watermelons, baby. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Next time I do it, I will definitely. <laughs> that. Hard not to now. Um, But I had this moment where my therapist was like, do you want to bring in more support? And all of my support people are women. So I brought in all the women, including my grandmother who died like three years ago, four Mm -hmm. years ago. And I just remember all of the women building a circle around me, putting like, like a blocker between me and the people. And it was so beautiful because my grandmother was standing right in front of me and looked at me and said, it's okay. It's go. You're okay. And now I'm going to cry. But like now when I think of that memory, my mind immediately goes to this new like thing that my mind built, this beautiful moment of my grandmother and all of the women in my life who were so supportive Wow, I didn't think I was going to make me but emotional. We every time I know, we talk you guys, to you guys. so sorry. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it's beautiful. I'm crying because it is so powerful. Yeah. Yes. That's that. incredible. Yeah, you don't... People... EMDR seems like such a scary thing. And it is. Because you have to be ready to face the things that have have made you feel such intense emotions for so long and and it is a traumatic experience that's why it caused you to create these coping mechanisms but at the same time you get to take your power back like you get yeah. to decide how that story ends now mm-hmm. and that's why i get so excited to do i was so scared at first but i'm so much more powerful than the memories and so yeah Hardcore advocating for EMDR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. It is interesting when you were talking about the misty version of you kind of like hiding in the corner, hiding under the stairs. It makes me think, I think maybe we've told you this before, but 
of my coworker, my or my old coworker. Now you're my only coworker. Um, <laughs> but, but my, I had a previous coworker who was is she's just like very magical. She's very powerful, very in tune. She's but she has so much respect for other people and like their stories. And so she's never intrusive on like, you know, like it, she could touch you and read all of your trauma and your emotions and know everything about you. But <gasps> right. she only does that if you give her permission to, yeah. which I haven't because I'm not ready to face what she tells me about myself. She can touch me, please. <laughs> but <laughs> know, one of the I'm things like... she does... Yeah, take me now. Yeah, yes, I just... am wide open for you to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she does something that I feel like must be very similar to people who either are not in EMDR or are like hitting a wall where she'll go into that world herself through meditation and she'll find the chipped off pieces of people who are hiding in the dark and bring them for coax them forward so that that person can work through it in therapy can I work with, with her? their yeah. yes wow i've heard this before and then i, I never had the I thought of saying, like oh, i need to ask I need her to, to come do on this the yeah podcast i haven't yet her and i are taking a class right now actually about like ancestral healing and calling to your ancestors who are also now like your spirit guides, but then also helping oh, some of I your ancestors. I think I about how you were in this class. Yeah, I've only taken two two classes so far, so I don't have any more information <laughs> to tell you. But it's like every two weeks we're doing it. So we'll have, have more Something info Something tells me that the mist would be furious at the attempt. <laughs> but oh, like conscious me is like, that's amazing. Because that's this is what I said to my therapist. I go, hey, I don't want to talk shit about me, but me's being kind of a dick. Me's <laughs> <And laughs> being the worst right I now. don't understand. She goes, you're just not ready. And I go, "I, but I am. Mm-hmm. Conscious me is ready. Conscious me wants to. Subconscious me, I don't know what their problem is. Okay? <laughs> they're like, oh, I remember. That's the problem. <laughs> It's so wild how your consciousness and subconscious can just completely be at odds with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, okay. Have you seen the movie Soul? Like the Disney yes, Pixar I, I've been movie? picturing that the whole time. We like love when you were that. saying that she goes into this meditative state. Yeah. I pictured the like the, the sign twirling guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. He's just meditating on the on the side. Yeah, yeah, totally. But like that's the thing. They go in their ship and they're like wandering through the field of lost, chipped off souls. And many of them are still people who are alive. But like there's this one scene that I remember where they are trying to approach one of those things. And it's it is this like dark, shadowy, misty monster where it's like, blah, 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 like don't, yes, don't come yes, near yes. me. And they have to kind of like lasso it and coax it and capture it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it might not go willingly ever yeah well that's what i wonder too because everything everything that the mist was saying and doing and and what i felt when i was interacting with it was everything that i felt when i was probably 13 and my parents were um in their like first trial separation and forcing me to go to therapy And the Mm -hmm. therapist was not listening to me. Mm -hmm. And I did not feel like they cared. I did not feel like they knew what was best for me. I didn't feel like I could be 100% forthcoming because adults at that point in time were not safe for me to share anything Mm -hmm. with. And so that is where that part of me still... That part of me still believes that is Mm -hmm. that there are people who just are not safe. And it's like... You can try and convince me all you want, but I'm I'm gonna be here doing my job, what I've done forever, keeping us safe. Yeah, but there's gonna be some skepticism. Yeah, yeah, wild. There's okay. This is not EMDR related, but I'm gonna tell you this 
which Sabrina's now heard like three times. Oh my God. It happened so incredible. It happened to me very recently. Last time you and I and Sabrina and all of us. (laughs) We were all here. I said I meaning like, like you are Uh, me and I am you. Yes. (laughs) We're just one. And I am Sam. But then I was like, oh, I should probably specify. Okay. But last time we did an official crossover, I told you guys about in middle school when I was being bullied in just like the most horrific way. And I started kind of crying as I was describing it as to you we guys. Do. And it was like, obviously very wrong, painful and something I clearly <laughs> never dealt with and still haven't. But it was like a comfortable thing that I just put aside and was like, I'm fine not really remembering what happened. Yep. But clearly my body remembers mm-hmm. because I cry when I talk about it. But I don't have too many memories of it. Anyway, during that period of time, so when I was like 12 and 13 for two years straight, there would be this woman who would come out of the corner of my room that is, it's like my closet door in a mirror. And she would come and she'd have like long, dark hair and she was taller than I was. And she'd wear like long, flowy, dark clothing. And she looked so freaking scary. I could never see her face. It was like kind of like misty, but I knew she was probably, I would have pegged her as being like somewhere between like 30 and 45. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of the general age that I thought this woman was. And she, despite her scary appearance and where she came out of, she would come over and she would just like so softly kind of stroke my hair and make me feel calm. And I would feel calm. I would stop crying and I would go to sleep. And she probably came out of this corner. I don't know. It was on and off for two years. So maybe I might have seen her, like actually seen her like 12 times. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) How bad was your waking experience with your bullies that this terrifying woman in the corner was felt soothing. <laughs> yeah. Was soothing. Well, yeah, she, she was like, I'll let you judge soothing. me. <laughs> well, she wasn't telling me to kill myself. So she was, yeah. she was in my <laughs> safe space. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, over Easter, a few weeks ago, I'm at my childhood home that I go to, you know, every couple months and I change. So like the, my bedroom faces the, the like public street. And so when I change in my bedroom, I usually don't like to turn off the lights. And I'm not that shy, as you guys know. Yeah, I was say, before we even... In front of a camera, it's totally fine. Yeah, in front of a window. In front of a window, I'm trying to like maintain my parents' reputation of not having like being the naked neighbor's daughter. Um, So I go into the corner and I change. And over Easter, as I'm changing, I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I go, holy (gasps) shit. It's me. Oh. And it's not me right now, but it's about to be. Isn't like I am I am becoming her. Like I have my my long dark hair. I'm always wearing flowy clothing. And I caught the glimpse and I was like, it's me. And I'm standing in the exact yeah. corner. <sighs> I have like full body chills. So I don't know when I enter you know this space and and finally face what happened, but what I just... it's coming realize because oh we've God. talked about this a couple times what if well two because I think we both are trying to tap more into our abilities and you know astral plane work yeah, yeah. one I'm like Corinne you're gonna master it and you're gonna be able to go back and visit your you're gonna be a time traveler yeah. or two <laughs> maybe what if like in a couple of years you do do EMDR yeah. or something and when you are revisiting these memories you are actually going back Oh, I have chills. God, everywhere right now. Yeah, Dude, I'm well, sure. I'd, I mean, this happened when I was 12. We're 29 now. So for up until two weeks ago, I 
always thought this was a spirit guide or like it, it was always a ghost. It was separate from being yeah. just some scary looking like entity coming to comfort me. And it just happened to be a scary looking figure. I always thought of it as a ghost. Yeah. It's until you. I realized it's actually future me within the next like 10 years. That just made me like emotional. <laughs> like it's made <laughs> tears fill my eyes. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. Especially thinking about time not being linear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, that's it's it's like your two worlds just like collided in a way. And now like I think your powers are just gonna be like infinitely stronger because of so you strong. because you knowing it. Yeah. It's a much kinder version than bent neck lady from um oh yeah the haunting of but even hill that house? i mean you were you were Sierra a bit creepy has not looking. watched the haunting of hill house no you haven't i, I know it's a problem <laughs> it so, is a problem so i'm good. kind of a pussy so like i it's i can't watch <laughs> scary things yes. alone and my fiance is a bigger pussy so he refuses <laughs> to watch scary things with me so then i'm like Who do I, I, I can't do this alone and i will rewatch it, it with you well, let's do it we should watch you it during to. the day in your yeah. office together yeah yeah and we'll record ourselves because i am <laughs> i'm fun to watch watch scary movies because the whole true. time i'm like watching like this hands you read, covering you pillows. read scary things you oh, read I love scary. if this was a book i would read would, the fuck out of it truly so <laughs> honestly it is a book Wait, it, it, is, it a book. is a book well we're down <laughs> <laughs> read the book then watch the show together yeah because then sometimes the show will be less scary yeah, it's a little bit better for me. I think it's just like when music is involved and there's like boom, boom. I will say the yeah. book is very different than the show. Okay. But um, but yeah. I will watch it. I swear I will because everybody keeps talking about it and I'm like, I know. It I'm is so good. It's so horribly good. It is. Yeah. It was. And it's not really like as much of a jump scare. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely some oh, audio okay. occasionally, but good. it's not, it doesn't rely on that. A lot of the scary things that are unveiled, you're, it's just more of like a mind fuck where you're like, but I will say the jump scares are jump scares. They're, yeah. they're there. Okay. They well, I there. Have a, Listen to it. Just, you know, low audio. That's yeah. What that's what I might have to do. Kind do you of know make what, yourself actually... cross-eyed when you know something's about to come. So the screen's <laughs> blurry. Um, TikTok, I don't know, you're probably on there because I feel like you guys are on creepy TikTok. So, you know, there's oh, yeah. do you see ever see those people that are making like what is it called where you see like your other form of you or whatever? And I'll have doppelganger. to doppelganger. I yes, doppelganger, like creepy TikTok. So it'll be like someone washing dishes, and then there's like a thing that comes on the TV that's like uh, if you see someone who looks close to you, like don't, Ooh, I'm getting chills talking about it. They yes. creep me out every time I see them and I never like them because I'm like, why are these still popping up? Because I have to watch them because I'm curious, but now I can't sleep tonight. So anyways, it'll be like that. And then the girl will turn around from washing the dishes and peeking out of her closet is like her face smiling. Ah, in this really creepy it's so way. creepy. So, dude, I'm so curious talking about it. I hate the ones with the mirrors. Oh yeah. I was oh. just going to say, so Greg and Dana Newkirk have this scrying, scrying, scrying mirror. mirror. Basically, it, they're these they're these paranormal artifact caretakers and enthusiasts. And we've been obsessed with them for years and stock everything that they yeah. have at their museum. <laughs> but so they have this mirror that it, people look into it. And a lot of people see themselves do different weird creepy things oh, yeah like people see like their then... face melt or like their reflection smile. smile at them 
Or another version of them will just like peek out smiling from behind, from behind them. Yeah. Oh my God. I had something like that happen, but I was on mushrooms. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly the same. I don't know. <laughs> but I will tell you, that's people, why I could never look at that. Because that was such a scary do ayahuasca, it, you know, they see oh, a whole a spiritual world. experience. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. See, that happened to me when I had sleep paralysis one time. Oh, I was on no. FaceTime and I saw Ugh. myself on the camera oh, yeah. like... Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's so creepy, especially because when it happens, it's not like a hi, Jerry, or hi, like I love you, I'm me. It's creepy, so creepy. It's like can't control the neck moving in a really distorted (laughs) way. Yes, smiling, getting really, really close to the camera. I remember waking up and my and my computer was closed, (gasps) and I was FaceTiming Shane, and so I was like, "When did we hang up?" And he goes. You rolled over, woke up, and just closed it. And I was like, what the fuck? Don't remember that. <laughs> don't remember yeah. that. I was so scared that you were oh like, my absolutely gosh. not. I don't know. Maybe I thought I was like going to get out of the computer. And so I was like, you're trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, you don't want to be trapped in the computer or in a reflection. Like, that's the thing that's so creepy, too, is I think it's a part of feng shui, but I think it's also just a part of anyone who is. I guess like in tune with the paranormal that you're not supposed to have mirrors and like reflections looking at each other. Yeah. It, yes. it can trap, trap spirits you. or or you. It can act as a portal. And also if you're ever trying to banish something from your home, it can give them a place to hide. Like they can hide within this sort of like yeah. mirror realm. <laughs> no. I'm so <laughs> scared because I'm about to move into a new house and like I've been, I've felt nothing but good things in that house. And it is a newly built house. So there was nobody that lived there before the people that are selling it to us. So like, I feel like, you know, there's not going to be any kind of someone died here or whatever, but now that shit. But you could take them with you. No, no, (laughs) don't do this. (laughs) No. Don't put that out there. I got to go look at all the mirrors and be like, what's the mirror situation in this house? I I stayed at a hotel ones that had a mirror like in front of the bed so when you were asleep like if you were sitting in the bed you could see yourself Uh and it was the one that i grin you've heard this but i was alone in the hotel room it was like midnight and the hotel phone kept ringing (gasps) and anytime i would pick up it would just be like dead like static and then it would go to dial tone and it happened multiple times and i was like is someone like messing with me so i called the front desk and i was like Hey, my phone keeps ringing. And they looked at the record and they were like, no one's called your line. (gasps) And so I immediately was so freaked out by the mirror. I was just like, I don't want to see anything. I covered it. Yeah. And nothing else happened, but it was terrifying. That reminds me of room 1408. We've only just begun. Oh, no. You have to stop. Have you ever seen that movie? Room 1408? That's what it reminds me of. You get, you're not supposed to stay in this room because you get trapped in it and then you end up going crazy and you take your own life. And like while you're in there, the phone rings, you see things, this song plays over and over again, then it sounds like it's melting and you you can't get out. You can't get out oh my of it. Gosh. It is horrifying. So anytime I hear... Very yellow wallpaper. I was just that, thinking that. that yes. Story. Yes. Anytime you hear... Anytime I hear the Carpenters... We've only just begun. I'm that, like, ah! That is that, that the song? Yes. yes. 
I do. I know a little bit. You know, it's funny. You guys say um, you always cry whenever you talk to us. And so do I. But just because I'm scared. (laughs) My eyes are just filled with tears this entire time because I'm so scared. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, the Carpenters are like equal parts. When I hear them, I get happy because like my mom used to listen to them. And it's like a nostalgia, but also they've been featured in so many like creepy yes. scary things and i'm like why would you they do that? give off scary record player yes. vibes yeah mm. definitely yeah mm-hmm. like a good old gramophone scene oh, where yes. i mean i guess they, they came far after the gramophone but that's yes. like what i picture in the, in the <laughs> yeah. super scary all those scenes okay so music wise for your wedding have you put some. Nice transition. What a yeah. transition. Yeah. I love that this was supposed to be like the Bachelorette episode crossover thing. And it's just, and we're just like darkness. <laughs> Actually, I did go to a Bachelorette in Hawaii and we were at breakfast and it was like the most, like this is 30 Bachelorette. We drank tea. Like there was very little drinking, but we were at breakfast one morning all talking about our childhood traumas. And <laughs> I like was, re- I'm listening to a book called adult children of emotionally immature parents and it I is that it's it, so yeah, good it is, it is i tried to take notes and then i had to stop because i was like i'm just rewriting the entire yes, book yes. Because <laughs> the whole everything book is, is good yeah but and then we just spent like an hour talking about that and now everyone else is listening to it and we've just been texting about it since <laughs> i love that book club book Bachelorette club, club. Book club. Yeah, which is <laughs> my favorite thing, honestly. I actually had a uh, psychic at my bachelorette party. Yeah, you did. You mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so. Cool. Has anything come true from what people um, were told? Well, there? I'm trying to think. That was such a, a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I have it all still on my phone. <gasps> I have. We recorded her, and then I broke it down into clips of who she spoke to and stuff. And so, one of the things that she said to me was. Um, are things like missing out of place? Like, are you noticing stuff in your house, like just randomly? And at that point in time, like my dryer door was opening a lot, like just out of nowhere. And it wasn't a con, it wasn't like a, a frequent thing that happened. It wasn't like the dryer was broken. Um, I remember coming home one night and a book had come off of the bookshelf and the way it was sitting on the floor, like it didn't make sense for it to fall. And again, like nothing uh-huh. else was disturbed. Um, there was just several, several things that had happened. And she's like, there is a man and he's very, very connected to you. He's passed. And um, she brought up him being indigenous. And I was like, that's my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, he he knows that this is a very big moment for you. He knows this is a very exciting thing that's happening. And he just wants you to know that he's here. And so he's just like kind of playing little pranks on you. And that was very, very common for him. He was a big jokester. Like we never met him. He passed before we were born. Yeah. Our parents were like teenagers when it happened. But I am named after him. Mm -hmm. And I've heard a lot. I always heard from our grandma, like your grandpa Jerry would have loved you. Like you guys are kindred spirits. You're so, so similar. So it was just really special that like, I'd never met him before, but he who played pranks a lot in his living life was kind of interacting with me in that way. And his. In his pa- afterlife, after past life, past life. <laughs> his past life. <laughs> his next life. <laughs> maybe, maybe he showed up as his past life. Yeah, maybe. Uh, 
that's beautiful. Well, and now I feel like, you know, since he was clearly around so much at that time of like the transition into a, a new part of your life where you were about to get married and start yes. a family and all that sort yeah. of stuff. I feel like that's just a sign that whenever anything feels heavy and hard and things are changing, you can just like, he's probably still there, just yep. ready to lighten the mood. Yes. Ready to lighten the mood. Yes. I have, you just reminded me of a story, a ghosty story that I want to tell you now, because you said you saying like all of these new things happening and all that. Uh, My fiance, God love him so much, but he is a bit of a skeptic. He says, but he's not like, he, he he's psychic himself. He honestly, he predicted I was pregnant before I like when we, I think it was probably three or four days before I found out that I was pregnant. We recorded Um, the valentine's episode and i drank like two white claws because again i had been trying for nine months and it had happened once but um then i had a miscarriage and so we had kind of given up trying like we were just kind of like whatever it's not going to happen for us and that's fine and so i was drinking white claws um and when we get home when we got home i was like maybe i'll have another one i don't know and he's like i don't think you should drink and I was like, why? And he goes, because you're pregnant. He said that He said that in the basement. Yes. You went to go to the bathroom and he was like, Siri, you're pregnant. I don't want, I don't think you should be drinking. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that, don't say that. Cause we, again, this was not something yeah. you would have said lightly because um, the severity of what had just uh, right. happened. Right. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. And was, he knew how oh, bad cool. we both wanted it. So I was like, don't say that to me right now. But also, I, I kind of believe you. I remember he was Oh my god. He was kind of being a skeptic about like woo-woo shit. I don't know if we were talking about horoscopes or what we were talking about. Yeah, I think we were, yeah. Something about horoscopes, psychics, tarot, and he was very, very skeptical, which mm-hmm. Sierra and I are like, don't don't you dare, because these are our people. <laughs> don't make them mad at us. And and also this is what we believe in. Yeah. So like, leave us alone. Well, then he said the comment about her being pregnant. And I said, if she's pregnant, you have to get on here and apologize <laughs> because you're <laughs> psychic. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, yes, because then he well, realized okay. I cut out everything he said. Yeah, he didn't like publicly, but he apologized (laughs) to us because now I I think he's really leaning into it. And he still will kind of be like, no, I'm not. But he is. So story. So this is what happened. So um, and his mom is very connected. Like he's told us, I know my mom is like kind of either psychic or she's got some kind of like, yeah, she's very all of these things that will happen with like um, any kind of paranormal, anything happens to her and they've all witnessed it happen. So anyways, we were sitting, uh, we had just gone out to eat and we had margaritas and tacos. <laughs> like Everybody's <laughs> feeling good. And his parents are at our house and we're just talking about like, his mom was asking about Easter plans. And she's like, oh, can I get those kids, our kids Easter baskets back? Because she had made them like these little um, cut out carrot like things with their names on them oh, attached to their so Easter cute. baskets, like very Etsy style. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I want them for their to, to connect to their next Easter baskets. And we're like, yeah, let me see if I can find them. I said, I don't know if I can find Sawyer's. I was positive that I saw my dogs chew it up because it was like wood. So they were obsessed with trying to get them. And I swear to God, I remember seeing it like broken and crumbled on the floor and throwing it away and being like, oh, damn, that was really cute. And now it's gone. Whatever. I found my sons immediately. Corey's like, I don't think we have Sawyer's. I can't find it anywhere. And we've looked for like the past three months, What, whatever. So she's about to leave and she goes to sit, like stand up. And underneath her on the couch is the name tag 
fully like just sitting right there. She sat down. She's like, when I sat down, it wasn't there. And we all were like, normally my house is messy. It had just been cleaned. (laughs) Like it wasn't like we couldn't see it, but she goes, is this it? And we're all like, what the fuck? And then uh, she goes, this is your grandma. She's telling you that she's here and that she sees Sawyer and she's proud of you. And I started bawling. Corey is bawling like because his grandma had just passed away like a couple years before I met him. And he goes, that's so weird because a, a couple nights ago I had a dream that was a dream, but then he came downstairs and then all of a sudden it was like, it wasn't a dream. It, it was almost <gasps> like a memory. And he said, my grandma was standing in this house by our oh. Christmas tree. And I walked over and she took my hands and she was like, I'm so proud of you and everything you've done. And she kissed <laughs> him on the cheek. And he was like, I'm just sad that we're moving out of this house because this is the last place where I saw my grandma. Like, it wasn't like he's saying like this is he saw her like she was there visiting him and yeah it was just crazy that oh that reminded God. me of that is so beautiful and I also just don't understand how he could still be a skeptic he's not that's those. what he's I think he okay. says it because he knows it pisses me off <laughs> he's just playing yeah. hard to get he is playing hard to get because I'm like don't he cried so hard that night and I was like I'm really loving this I love when men cry <laughs> <laughs> So he was like, I'm sorry, I'm crying like this. And I was like, no, come here. On to mommy's shoulders. Come on. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So yeah, it was really good. Um, But it was just a beautiful, like her telling us that she sees us and that it's like, you're doing well. But like the actual, the name tag, like it makes me wonder what, what happened to it. Like, is this a reproduction of what you remembered being chewed up or? Right. Like, was there some sort of like glitch in the major? Like, how did she grab it from it here? a different time and yes, brought it to and, like now. set it down? Yeah, because how another would you it... who's more willing to just like forget about it <laughs> and not look for it? She's like, I'll take it from this timeline and <laughs> right. drop it into it, which this honestly could have been any of them. Could be really probably <laughs> yeah. all, all of them. <laughs> all the other ones. <laughs> probably very easy to take it from any of them. Oh my gosh! But it was so weird. I was yeah. just like, how in what world would that have happened like that? Because again, they all looked at the couch before they sat down and it wasn't like hidden in a crack it was like plainly yeah. under her butt on the couch cushion that so is bizarre oh, yeah. I love stories me like too that. yes that well, is so great I, I was gonna say you reminded me of my sister's story it's not again we're just completely going away from weddings but my I told you guys we'll my sister is yeah this is ghosty stuff pregnant <laughs> yeah and I remember when she told me she was pregnant um which we've mentioned to you that it's not a, uh, it wasn't planned and it's not been a smooth road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. she, there's a lot, there was a lot of fear in the beginning and a lot of stress. And, um, she kept saying, Jerry, I keep seeing two, 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 two everywhere. And I said, grandma died on February 22nd. Uh-huh. And she just kind of looked at me and we, from the very first moment she said she was pregnant, we were like, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. And all me and my other sister, there's three of us. We all have boys. There's yep. three boys, no girls. And we're like, Randy, you're having I a girl. I said that too. Like right off the bat, I was like, you know, it's a girl. <laughs> you're having a girl. And it feels like grandma's telling you like, you're going to have a girl and she's going to be a bad bitch. Cause we talk about our grandma Aww. being like this she's really very powerful strong feminist just like yeah bad bitch yeah (laughs) and um so one day I was driving to work and I had this thought pop into my head again we don't know the gender of the baby the sex of the baby and I hear 
Dove as in, as in my head. Like, I wonder if Randy would like the name Dove for a baby. And so I work, whatever, go home. She watches my kids. And I said, let's name your baby right now. Let's name it. <laughs> She's like, Gary, we don't even know what it is. And I was like, we're going to, I don't care. We're going to name your it's baby. It's a girl. We know. Yeah. And she, I said, do you have a list of names? And she said, yes. So she pulls them up and she's like, I don't know if you're going to think this is weird. Um, Dove. And I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I literally <laughs> just thought of this name the, on the way to work And obviously today. not a very common name. No. no. And so I freak out. We go, we were like, all right, we'll entertain other names. Because we were really struggling to find a middle name. And then I don't know if it was that night or the next night. She's driving to work. She's also a waitress. So she's on her way to her restaurant job. And a dove is sitting on her car. And it won't leave. She's on the driving. windshield, like right at the, where the windshield wipers are, sitting there. As she's driving, it rides the, the entire whole way, way mm-hmm. with her. What? The whole way. She she's took a Snapchat video and she's just cracking up laughing because this dove will not get... <laughs> Oh my god! Holy crap! If there's ever like that is that is a hard sign, right? right? It's like it's so, so I'm obvious. Like, wow! It has to. We, it has to be a girl. Yeah, it has to. And so we just and had her, her gender. We just had her gender reveal on Saturday, and little pink balloons. Yep, came out. <laughs> oh, not I love that she named herself. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. She's like, I picked, the, I've heard, I of picked my name. Babies yep. doing that. And I love it so much. Dove Monroe is mm-hmm. her name. Dove, Dove Monroe. Monroe. Oh my God. That makes me think it's that grandma is name. also with Dove and is like, oh, I'll, I'll help you in the preparation for, for moving Which forward. reminds me, remember when we were in Salem and I got a mm-hmm. reading? So I got a reading. We both got readings, but this woman told me that she saw my grandmother with a little girl on her lap. And she said, She's holding, she's with your daughter and she's hanging out with her until you're like, until it's time for her to be in your life. Oh my God. I love love it. Well, that's kind of what we thought about. She's having a girl first. (laughs) Apparently. That's what we know. No gender reveal needed. Whenever you're ready. Whenever whatever comes to to mind, you know. (laughs) That is wild. Wow. Okay. But before that, I don't know. Before before we choose my child's before name. That. Before, <laughs> before you have a baby. I was so trying to... First recording. comes marriage, then <laughs> comes baby. <laughs> and smooth <laughs> transition. As far as that um, old rhyme goes. Not for me, though. <laughs> not for me. Screw <laughs> <laughs> tradition. Yeah. Um, actually, you're probably going to want to screw tradition after we tell you. Yeah. We went the morbid route. I we can't wait. Like, yeah. What's with the it? darkness behind marriage? And there's yes. a lot. It's like, Tell it's all. fucked up. <laughs> and I, I will it. say, tr- there's a bit of a trigger warning because there's assault, kidnapping, violence, and a lot of sexism involved in these uh, facts. That's why I love that I'm not having a very traditional wedding. And if anybody asks why, I'll be like, do you even fucking know about traditions? Okay. You'd be like, do you want to know? Yes, let me with, tell you with my couples all the time they're like so we're gonna do this at this time and in this way and i'm like do you really want to be like are you sure you want to do that <laughs> like, you don't have to you know why? <laughs> i mean a lot but, of a lot of traditions have to do with back in the day men would kidnap women and marry them in secrecy and get them pregnant and <gasps> basically keep them hidden away so their dads couldn't come get them or their families couldn't come get them and then 
once they were married or once the woman was pregnant, they'd bring them back into society and they'd be like, look, we're married already. Now I need your dowry and you have to pay me dad. Oh my God. It was like, it was like stealing, but in a really gross way. Blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is terrible. And that's also where the best man comes from because the guy who would steal the woman needed uh, like security or like a bodyguard and he would have a friend be the bodyguard in case the family came after their daughter, the friend would be there as the muscle. Ew. My muscle is Corey's twin brother. So, <laughs> it's so perfect. Identical is twin. Oh, is that so a good plan? Up, that is a good plan. Oh, well, that I'm is over it, here. Yeah. No, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it, it's just so fucked up because like for for the male side of things back in the day, it was like the two men are teaming up to kidnap kidnap a woman and ensure that she doesn't escape but the reason like bridesmaids traditionally existed (laughs) they would wear all white so that if on their path to actually get married so like not the kidnapped version of married but well probably still a little bit like whatever (laughs) deal was struck by the parents to you owe this amount and here's my daughter yeah the daughter would travel to the man and on their travels, there was oftentimes more kidnappings, a lot of uh, assault and thievery and and all of that sort of activity. And, and there was fear of spiritual intervention in a way. That, like there was a lot of uh, superstition around like dark spirits trying to curse brides. Yeah, yes. as they traversed through the woods. So the bride would bring all of her best girlfriends as bridesmaids. They would all wear white wedding gowns. <gasps> To, to try to trick them. the spirits and trick the people. To confuse people. To confuse people. So it's like <gasps> the women are taking one for the team being like, well, maybe I'll be possessed or I'll be captured, but you'll be safe. But you'll be fine. And then oh the men on the other God. side are like, I'll, I'll help ensure no one escapes us. Hey, so. I'll tell you what. That's a good friend. <laughs> That's a good yeah, friend. Your seriously. friend is a, is a down ass lady <laughs> and they're like, I'll wear the same dress. And if I get possessed, I get possessed. It's all for you. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays, it's like, don't wear white. It's the bride. The bride is the only one getting possessed. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> anymore. White is so funny because it's it's a symbolism of virginity and purity. Yeah, purity, right? Yeah. Oh, my. Well, Which, that's In that case, no one should be wearing white. <laughs> I surely won't be. <laughs> Ivory. <laughs> it's a cream. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's so many fucked up things. Um, the one I like that, how we were like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we do a crossover because Corinne and Sierra are getting married and we can do it about marriage? And we're like, like a bachelorette, fun. And we're like, great, let's put together this episode. And it's all just like darkness and terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> to be fair, uh, with wedding planning, that's just, it's also been kind of terrible, dark things. Yeah. So I Honestly, I don't understand how people enjoy wedding planning i hate it i got a wedding planner and god bless her she's amazing because she's like this is fun for me i love this stuff and i'm like this is my actual nightmare like there is (laughs) nothing that i want to do less than god it's a a job for someone else yes i i hate every moment of it honestly i feel like telling the dark side of all of the traditions takes the pressure off of having the traditions do them present day yeah yeah, and you don't have you don't need the perfect day because the perfect day back in the day was like just don't get 
kidnapped. Definitely not also, great. Yeah, the Saturdays were, were believed to be the worst day to get married. It was supposed really? to be Wednesday was the day that was supposed to be the best day to get married. Hump it, day. <laughs> Interesting. Hump day. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. I didn't think of yeah. it like that. I'm getting married yeah. on a Saturday though. So I so guess I'm I. cursed. <laughs> Same. We're all <laughs> cursed, I guess. I love that they said Wednesday and I thought, oh, because of alliteration, wedding Wednesday, that makes sense. And you go fucking <laughs> got it. Day. Maybe, day, maybe both. It has double meaning. <laughs> double entendre. <laughs> I love that. Um, also, that's just to say this doesn't mean that following traditions is not great because no, yeah, yeah. you can and and they don't oh they now oh my gosh words now they don't mean all of these things so right you know and people like it's kind of an a la carte thing now where you get okay. to pick and choose but or at least that's how i'm treating my way yeah <laughs> yep same a little I'm bit like, of this, this and absolutely none of that yep. are there any traditions are you doing any traditional things for your wedding? Well, Brian is Jewish. So we're doing the breaking of the glass during oh, the fine. ceremony. Yes. Which I'm excited about because I've been to Jewish weddings and they're so much fun. They look and like not, so much fun. Yeah, yeah. We're not like bringing it into the reception. It's just going to be part of the ceremony. But like there's no rabbi that like my brother's officiating. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. We have a friend officiating. The only thing we're doing and that's tradition you're and not then, wearing a veil oh i'm not wearing a veil um reason being <laughs> is i just you know in mean girls when katie heron dresses up as like the dead bride <laughs> yes so i dressed up as katie heron dressing up as the dead bride yeah uh-huh. um and so when i was like three years ago for halloween and we'll so, send you a picture it's so good yeah when when i was at the wedding store <laughs> With my mom, we were trying on all these veils and both her and I were like, we can't unsee me dressed as Katie Heron, dressed as the dead bride. So we're like, we just don't even need the veil. See, but the I one have thing a veil, that, but just for the back. It's never, it's not going to well, go you never over. dressed up okay. as a dead bride. Yeah, it's not going to, it's gonna just going to be flowing. The veils the used to be truly like their intention was to hide the what the bride looked like for, because a lot of marriages were arranged and the men and the man and woman wouldn't see each other until the wedding and so they would cover the like the appearance of the woman so that the man didn't know what the woman looked like what his bride would look like until after they were married which is why people tell me that they don't want to do a first look i'm like do you understand what the tradition is of seeing you (laughs) the first time they see you is at the altar it's so they couldn't run well that's what corey's gonna do (laughs) yeah (laughs) He doesn't want to do well, a first look. He wants to do, I want to see you walking down as my first and that's, time. That's where <laughs> it comes in as saying like, you can do something traditional without it being But we are going to have the veil over my face. Yeah, absolutely. He knows not. what you look like. Yeah, he's been, he's been there, done that, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if someone genuinely is like, I want to see you coming down the aisle, then beautiful yeah. but if someone's like tradition says i can't see you yeah that's, that to me is two different things yeah like do it because you want to not because tradition tells you to because <laughs> the tradition's weird yeah tradition is so weird. i tra- yeah it is and i feel like it's a hard thing i don't know what the future generations will experience but i feel like our generation is the one that's kind of really pushing back against tradition and so i think weddings can be a weird thing where like grandparents and and other people are are pretty firm on what they think your day will look like. 
I'm very lucky in that I haven't had all that much drama, but from, from seeing other people wedding plan, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people who have had to bring traditions back in that they really didn't want that are super antiquated and mean nothing to them as a couple because someone else is just like so freaked out that this tradition that they don't even understand the background of isn't going to happen. Yeah. See, I've had people, I haven't had anybody really giving like pushback or too much like opinion about it, but I have had people tell me one time like, oh, it's your wedding. Do it however you want. There's no right or wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then within like the next week, they're like, you're not going to have a this? You're not going to do with this? And I was like, wait, you just told me that there was no right or wrong. So when I say I'm not doing this, you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to do it. Like do whatever you want, but also do what (laughs) I want. And know know what I want without me telling you what what I want. It's like, uh, well, I'm not on Pinterest, so I don't know. I haven't seen. I don't like the biggest pushback I got was not getting married in a church, and it's because I was raised Catholic. Oh, I'm definitely not. And I was that. like, we're not getting married in a church because Shane's not Catholic. Yeah, and I don't feel comfortable. Everything that they stand for, I don't stand for. Yeah. So I don't want to do that because that <laughs> just seems performative, and I don't yes. want my wedding to be performative. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, oh, my, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, you little sweetie. The one thing I don't think there's, I don't, do we know what the tradition of wedding bells even is? Maybe it's just a church thing. Well, but, I wrote, uh, Sierra and I did an episode on wedding traditions one time and we, we, we dressed learned, up in wedding dresses, by the way. <laughs> and I was nine months pregnant. Like, I was like, <laughs> I I about that. to give birth and I wore your old. No, like, you wore my uh, you, vow renewal dress. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> we couldn't zip it up the back. So it's just oh. fully <laughs> open back with my big belly. Yeah. It's fun. They, That's amazing. We learned that like the whole cans on the back of like a car yeah, was meant to scare evil like spirits away. The clang, 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 clang. But it used to be like a parade. They would take like pots and pans and make the sound <laughs> be really loud. That I would love to do. If you Me followed too. the car, just banging pots and pans after yes. a wedding. That sounds fun. That would be great. Well, I asked her, I was like, when did it transition to cans? And when were they like collecting empty cans? Were they full cans? And was it soup? Was it beans? <laughs> I would love I as they're driving off, like, the bean yeah. can is like spilling out. Exploding. <laughs> I, I said I was picturing like full cans of soda or like yeah. beer. And you were like, oh, I was picturing beans. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of picturing beans. Too. I was too. See? When I think yeah, cans, like cans, I think beans. beans. We're making pot pie. Oh, I'm thinking like refried beans. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I just go. think like. Yeah, like mushy, those cans, mushy. I mean, they're like the cheapest and most accessible to yeah, everyone. So definitely. that probably makes sense. Yeah. It's just kind of like whatever you already have, you repurpose yeah. and use behind you. To scare yeah. the spirits. To scare the spirits. <laughs> Don't you come near me. I've got beans. Yeah. <laughs> I've got beans. I, so the wedding that I am having. <laughs> is Your wedding. My wedding is, it feels so possessive to be like my wedding. But it is yours. The, the wedding event that I will uh, be hosting. Hosting? Is, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone to look at me. I want to zip line in and everyone close their eyes. Like, did that, I not say the that same thing? That would be so cool if you zip lined in. <laughs> I know. There's trees. I probably could. <laughs> if I, you can do anything like, you want if you have a in. Yeah. That yeah. is. <laughs> That'd be sick. It's, isn't that, doesn't that happen in like Spy Kids? 
Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think so. Wait, you said your brother's marrying you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He needs He's to get cheating. one of those things. He needs to get one of those, like, My smoke cloud things. <laughs> marrying as if you and your brother are getting married. I just heard it. I just I'm, heard it. I was like, no one else? Okay, just me. <laughs> I got it. Your brother is officiating your marriage. Okay. Yeah. He just needs to get one of those smoke cloud things like magicians use, throw it on the ground, and then you, and you appear. <laughs> That would be sick. <laughs> oh my god! I'm and gonna get dressed that, like the that's... dead bride, Katie Harris. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love my that. gosh. Well, I do wonder. So, like the whole the whole day will be outside. So hopefully, there's good weather. But the whole every event is outdoors. But I do wonder if there's going to be any spirit activity because I've been collecting a lot of antiques to include in the wedding day. So like old candlesticks and picture frames. And I've collected a bunch of antique bells to have <gasps> people ring as we like after we, you know, they're married, oh, whatever, cute. and walk back down the aisle. So we've got a ton of antique bells because I want to keep them as like decor. And that's our version of wedding china or whatever is these little bells that don't take up a ton of space. But they've been collected from all over New England, which is so such a haunted yeah. place. Oh my so God. I am curious what attachments might come from some of the items. That's fun. That is so smells like wake the dead. <gasps> then they get to come party too. Invite them. <gasps> Have you seen Anastasia? Yes. Oh, It'll yeah. be like when all the ghosts like come wedding. down. When, yes. When she's um, all dancing in ball gowns. <laughs> all of the ancestors, I guess, yes. got an invite. Oh, wow. Fun. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. The whole ringing, waking the dead. (laughs) Um, So there's this thing. Uh Oh, (laughs) what what else do you have to teach? (laughs) There's a thing called ghost weddings and I'm, I don't understand it really, but basically, okay. It's in France, China and a bunch of other places. Posthumous weddings are legal. So there are certain like cultures. If you die single, they would perform a wedding ceremony that you so that you would find a companion in the afterlife. So <gasps> I think that means like you died, but they perform a wedding ceremony with someone who's still living. And then when they die, you have a I don't like soulmate? someone's waiting for you. I don't know. Do I don't they understand just have it. Two dead people, and they're like you two together. Oh, maybe match- <laughs> yeah, matchmakers from this side. But then they would it have is- to leave someone single dead until someone else dies, right? Dead, so I don't necessarily single. understand it. <laughs> and then also it's so common that in 2013, four men in China were arrested because they were grave robbing and trying to sell bodies so that people could perform these ghost weddings. No! Oh my... In 2013? They were exhuming yeah. bodies? Oh, yeah. To marry and them someone off. Else, someone else also murdered two women <gasps> in order to do the ghost weddings. What? This is recent, yeah. They could have had a live wedding. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You robbed them of that opportunity. (laughs) Oh my God. It's these weird, wacky, don't worry, traditions. We've got someone for you. You are going to have to meet them in the afterlife. (laughs) 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 Only bad thing. What? (laughs) Yeah, I don't really understand it. What about the whole till death do us part thing? Till dead do you dead, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Till dead do you come together. And it's also like, why are you so worried about people that aren't 
here anymore. Like mind yeah, your how living about business. We mind our own business. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The story. Mind your business. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Dang. That is wild. Yeah. It reminds me of um what's that uh Tim Burton movie? Corpse, Corpse Bride? Bride. Corpse yes. Bride. Yes. Yeah. It was like Frankenweenie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Frankenweenie. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a horrible movie. I never saw it. I didn't either. I don't think my I kid saw just asked to watch it the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go out to a brewery with my dad, and Ollie was like having a fit, and he was like, "Can I come?" And I said, "No, baby, it's it's just for adults." And he goes, "They've got water there," and I'm like, "You are right, they do." But would you like to sit in my bed and watch Frankenweenie? And he's like, all right, deal. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. Oh, they've got water That's there. So cute. That's so cute. Oh. He's they, a good little problem solver. But they it's also very have frustrating. Beer, and I want to drink that. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Start him young. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll read a couple more. And then Corinne has like the really. I just have a couple dark current facts murderous facts um okay i thought that was the worst one (laughs) (laughs) i mean that is really messed up in a a different way all right hit me with it okay legend says single women will dream of their future husbands if they sleep with a slice of groom's cake under their pillows what what is that i don't know if it's like a cake from another wedding or (gasps) if it's a specific type of cake i I don't know groom's cake yeah but not the it's bride. It's just this like obsession of women only seeking men. Well, you know <laughs> that women are nothing if they don't also have a man by their side. Right? <laughs> we are pillow. useless without men. <laughs> I need two property. I'm so I need sad. two things in my life. I need my cake and my man. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> but my cake will bring me my man. My cake will bring me my man. A little extra sugar. My cake brings the men to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> In my bed. Um, okay, honeymoons came from the whole kidnapping thing. Basically, <gasps> hiding the bride away until the wedding was totally done and <laughs> they couldn't escape. So I'm guessing they didn't always go to Mexico. <laughs> no, it wasn't a beautiful, you know, vacation on the tropical, mm-hmm. you know, it was the pina colada shack and, in the woods. Yeah. Oh, in the it. woods. Or in the well, basement. I don't that's know. That's basically <laughs> how I spent my honeymoon. So. <laughs> where, where, oh, whoa. Stuttering. Where did you go? <laughs> we went to uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina and almost oh, died on our fun. way there. We got mm-hmm. stuck in Kentucky, but then we did, in fact, make but it. But you weren't kidnapped. You you chose to go no, there. No, I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I thought there was a there was going to be a close call there when we were stuck in Kentucky and I didn't know what was going to happen. But yeah, yeah, I did voluntarily go along for the ride. <laughs> also, I just realized that Mosby has yum yum sauce on his nose. Oh yeah, so. he got that right right up close to my face, and I was like, "What's happening on your face, buddy?" What is yum yum sauce? Um, have you ever been to hibachi? <laughs> you hibachi? Yeah. It's the it, pink it's, sauce. It's the like light orangish sauce. They call it yum oh. yum sauce. Oh, There's yeah. like oh. there. What's the other one? Ginger. Yeah, or something. It's like some kind of steak sauce. Yeah. And then the yum, other yum, one is the yum, best. Yum sauce. So did Mosby just come here from hibachi? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. no um, we had hibachi last lunch. night. And Forrest is in his 
um, destructive. <laughs> well, he stays in his sauce era, okay. but he's in his, uh, I'm going to cause an effect, throw things, see what happens. And so he loves sauce. And I'm like, you want to try some yum yum sauce? And he said, no. And he threw it on the ground. And then Mosby and Birdie were like, we do. That's ours. I <laughs> love some yum yum sauce. I would love so some. He went yeah. face well, first right into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Okay, I do have a question about traditions. Do you have anything on why they would have the bride and the groom on the cake, like cake toppers? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Because, I didn't see anything about yeah, that. That is something that someone just asked me if I wanted, and I was like, I totally forgot that was like a thing. A cake topper that like. It, back in the day, they would have like the man and the woman, yeah. like little images yeah, of I them don't know. on the cake. I top. think it Shane and I had a cake topper because we had cupcakes, but we had a little thing that said, you are my sunshine. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's so cute. That's so sweet. Our, we walked, our recessional song was Here Comes the Sun. Aww. Oh, so, that's cute. So sweet. Okay. I don't know about the cake topper topper right now, but it says the tradition of having a tiered cake is because the top tier of the wedding cake would be thawed and used for the baby's christening. I heard that you <gasps> eat it on your one year anniversary. Well, I think that's a newer oh. tradition, probably. We have for child free people. So we're having a tiered cake. We already had the baby. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to well, work. Well, she hasn't been christened. Well, <laughs> I guess not. Well, she here's the problem with, will be. <laughs> with my tiered cake is that the top two are fake. <laughs> because they were like here's the deal you don't need all four tiers but we no. want it to look like an mm-hmm. elegant nice cake only the bottom two are going to be real the top two fake cake <laughs> so well, very excited i heard that it wasn't always cake like that back in the day it was something else mm. probably more beans more beans. <laughs> honestly or like something cooked in jello yeah, oh, yeah. In jello. i'm trying to i thought we talked about it Shit. We might have. I, I can't remember this is why, anything. Like, I knew that we did a wedding traditions episode, but I don't remember anything we say ever. So when yep. you're like, I we'll mean, talk about mm-hmm. wedding traditions. I'm like, perfect. I forget. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing it again. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll read like four more and then I'll let Corinne go. Okay. okay. Wait, can I interrupt? Oh, yeah. I just read about wedding toppers and it's, we're not really entirely sure, but there's a legend. And the story goes that over a hundred years ago, there was a daughter of a baker who was getting married and she'd seen so many wedding cakes go out the door, but she wanted something special that really was symbolic of her and her groom. And so she asked her dad to make us spe- something special, like add something special to the cake. And he made them as like little figurines. <gasps> so she was cake breaking tradition. She, she made her baking own. tradition. And oh. they, she was so jazzed about it and just so moved by her dad doing that. And the cake was like the centerpiece of their whole wedding. So everyone saw it and, and it kind of like inspired people. What and a she trendsetter. This is like the most beautiful one that we have. Everything yeah, else that's is in the art, but We needed yeah, that. Just like, we needed that little sprinkle of sunshine totally. in there. And then I'll bring us back down. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, bridal bouquets were to keep the plague away. Basically, <gasps> it smelled nice. And they thought that smelling roses and those types of things would prevent you from getting sick. Oh, good. That's the, the, you know, something old, something new. Okay. Something old symbolizes ties to the past. Something new represents a bright future ahead. Something borrowed is a transfer of happiness from a long married couple to the newlyweds. Something blue is a symbol of purity again. I don't understand. Blue is purity, but so is white. So is white. Well, okay. Because Queen Queen Victoria was the first to wear a white wedding dress in 1840. Oh. And then since then, 
white so has become because a part of, of me purity. thinks that was red before. Oh, I thought red was like not pure because it's the blood. Well, that means I, I got my was, period. <laughs> this said, <laughs> this said before then, brides simply wore their best dress. Oh, oh. the old. That's usually like I have one outfit that I call my funeral outfit. It's like my nice outfit that I wear to like just funerals. And it has long sleeves. So like if there's a summer one, you just roll those puppies up. I don't know. What to I do. just don't go. Don't die in the summer. <laughs> that's go. what I say. <laughs> I've always said that. Don't die yeah. in the summer. Since I was a wee lad, that is what I have said. Although it is harder my to first break words. ground. In the winter, and so they got to keep the bodies until the ground is thawed. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it. It'd be like that Rock. sometimes. Oh, you die in the fall and or spring. Yes, yeah. only when the ground is moist, softened. <laughs> we actually softened. just did an episode on this legend called the Frozen People of Vermont, which was basically <gasps> saying like there's this legend that like 150 years ago or whatever that. Vermonters figured out cryonics and they would basically like the poor farmers and poor families who knew that they wouldn't have enough food to feed all of the mouths that they had living in their multi-generation home would choose the people that were oldest and uh, least capable of helping and would freeze them in the early winter and then thaw them out in the spring when it was time to have some help on the farm again. When it would be easier for them to uh, live. Mm-hmm. What? I don't think it's like real. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm does that sure. work? Because I would love to be frozen right? until that my wedding. Amazing. Yeah, yeah you might not ever have to, to deal with winter again. Hibernate. And that. then they just wake me back up and they're like, it's time to get married. Wake and I'm like, me oh, up. thank God. I didn't have to when do any of that. Awesome. September <laughs> ends. Okay, the last one that is really, really fricked up is... Um, <laughs> is the whole like garter toss and stuff so apparently back in the day i don't think i'm doing that or there's a bunch of different versions of this but like people would tear off like pieces of the wedding dress for luck of their own future wedding so that's why now the bouquet is thrown but the garter toss is because basically you know consummation had to happen after the marriage so tossing the garter Okay, basically, they would get married, they'd have their little feast, and then everyone would go watch as the bride and groom had sex and consummated the marriage for the first time. And the groom would throw the clothes off and like <laughs> make a party of it and throw it into the audience, basically. They watched it? They watched it watch consummate it. the marriage? Yeah, they had to confirm that they consummated the marriage. What? Yeah. No. Well, that's a tradition I'm bringing back. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the red light district in Amsterdam. I did have a couple who was like, we're going to need an extra long uh, cocktail hour because we need to go up to the bridal suite and fuck. After, and I was like... Before the reception. So people they penciled it in. Like, people we're gonna are make just sure sitting and being like, so where are they? And I'm like, mm, well... <laughs> and then the maid of honor they? went upstairs to like touch up the bride. <laughs> before she came down you know what 
they knew what they wanted and they, yeah. and they, they did, did it. it. <laughs> this, they did and it. everyone else stuff. knew what they wanted to. <laughs> All this information of like the traditions of weddings where people are like the sanctity of marriage and a man and a woman and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, um, <laughs> maybe we don't go so hard for cis hetero weddings. Yeah. When maybe, this yeah. is what they were based <laughs> off of. Right. <laughs> based off here. of women being property and having no purpose. Like there was one where, they the carrying a woman over the threshold of a new home is because they were nervous that if a woman tripped walking into the new home it would curse them <laughs> so if the man carried her into the home all good <laughs> he throws her in well, you know me and my weak weak ankles i can't walk over that i need a strong man with his strong knees <laughs> to be fair his i do be tripping I, I haven't gotten a good night's rest in weeks with this cake under my pillow it smells horrible <laughs> but don't worry my man came to me <laughs> oh my god and then they it's ripped all my clothes and he walked in there in and he's front like, of his parents why does your room smell like absolute butt shit <laughs> i called you my love <laughs> it's spoiled it's spoiled there's just like green and black mold coming out from under the pillowcase okay. icing in her hair yeah, yeah. oh my god love he it he doesn't even exist because she's just hallucinating from mold poisoning <laughs> 100%. I mean, there was a lot of hallucination from a poisonous, accidental poisonous food. Yeah, that's the really? witch trials. Yeah. Moldy bread. Yes, yes. Oh, we did talk about that. We talked about that episode one. Moldy bread. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. You guys were ahead of your time. <laughs> I know. Damn it. <laughs> that was our gateway bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some oh, yeah, this dark is a- facts. Oh, no. For us. Just a few. Okay. And it's because I feel like the classic, the classic thing, well, the sad fact is women are more likely to be murdered by their spouse Mm -hmm. or someone known to them than they are to be murdered by someone who is a stranger. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about women, that's a present Present day day. fact. Yes. And it probably Probably is just a historical yeah, like same thing forever. But whenever we talk about women being murderers, I feel like it's usually like, oh, women who kill, they poison their husbands. That's what we always hear. So right. I wanted to look up some facts about women poisoning their husbands. <laughs> and <Yes. poison. laughs> awesome. Watch out, Brian. Don't get me a husband. I'm going to need to know how to get rid of him. <laughs> He's the one that bought me the books all on botany and just like the different <laughs> things. He's so. like, try it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just happy to be there <laughs> i love it he wants to be included uh okay poison is actually the sixth most common way for a woman to kill so there's a lot of other ways before poison what are interesting what are they them down because it's like gun knife you know oh, like it's, okay but they're weapons they're weapons okay. yeah got it all the stuff you find in clue and then poison <laughs> exactly exactly a rope a wrench mm-hmm. <laughs> so while it's our sixth choice women are still seven times more likely than men to choose poison as their murder weapon. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because we're smarter. Percentage death, <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. We're not like, as right, violent. Right. We're just subtle we're about our winners. <laughs> yes. It's more, well, that's the, the slow it's, con. It's, yes. yeah. it's kind of like the emotion versus planned. Yeah. A little yes. bit of rat poison in your coffee every yeah. morning. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've been... I have had enough of you. 15 years is yep. far too long. And then you yeah. just, you're like, well, I could do another five if I slowly poison them. 
It'll, have you watched Ginny and Georgia on Netflix? Yes. 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 The flower. <laughs> she just, she did it in one day though. She was just yeah. like, she's like, all done, right, done. you're doing some sh- shady shit. I don't like heart attack for you. Here's a flower <laughs> in your smoothie. <laughs> that's um spoiler. Dexter. That's one of the seasons of Dexter. Yeah, that yes. Hannah McKay. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Yeah, and she has her whole garden in the back. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. Well, and really, poisoning, women poisoning their husbands came out of the need to escape abusive relationships. I was going to say that, 100%. Originally, the, the woman who's credited with supplying poison to women to help them escape Ooh. these. You like the way I phrase that? Oh, no, I love that oh. there's a supplier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Her name was, I'm going to butcher this, but Guilia Tafana. And she died in Rome in 1651. So back in the 1600s, she was operating in Italy, selling this poison called Aqua Tafana, which was supposedly invented by her mother. Oh, And then she was the one that basically distributed it. It's rumored that there was a group of six women. And she was one of the six women that would meet kind of in secrecy with, these other women and give them this prescription, which was this poison. It was this arsenic concoction wow. that she would then I'm living for this. Uh-huh. I think it's Julia because G it, in, in Italian. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so G-I-U-L-I-A. Julia, Julia Tatana. Love her. Yeah. And, and yes. also I'm assuming back in this uh, period, there were also probably a lot of arranged marriages and things yeah. like that. So the, and not kidnappings. Only yeah, not only are they stuck in a marriage that they're being abused in, but also they didn't even want to be in it in the first place. Yeah, and they're probably like, underage. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so probably I, I all 12 this. year olds. Yeah. I yes. love this. Yeah. This, this right? makes me feel like our grandma, our grandma was Italian and her mom, who was the OG, OG bad bitch, she was. came from Italy. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, where I feel like I just feel like they would be involved in this if they if they weren't a purchaser they maybe were someone they were definitely a supporter yeah if not a maker (laughs) totally yeah and there's some real empowerment behind this because I think there were multiple women that they would serve for years and the only reason that we know about this is because they got caught oh no um and Julia Tafana was the one who had all the fingers pointed at her though there's rumored to be five more people working with her but i love women supporting women women supporting women and the only reason they were caught was because there was another woman who was caught and was clearly not in a safe space Mm. and probably to protect herself or attempt to lessen what would happen yeah she then gave up the information Mm-hmm. And Julia was tried and executed on July twelfth of sixteen thirty three for this poisoning ring that she had uh, started. But it was to help people escape their abusive spouses. Where's the movie about that? Because I would Truly. watch that like in yeah. a heartbeat. Let's like, write it. Let's, let's, let's for forward. real. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm yeah. down. Let's because... write it and also star in it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. I've always wanted to, and and this is still a goal of mine. um, When I sell my first show, I I want to be a dead body in the pilot. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. you have to. That would be I just want to play a dead body. Little Alfred Hitchcock. The Marvel guy who was like randomly in all of the Marvel movies (laughs) until he passed. Stanley. 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 Yeah. Stanley something. 
Or is it huh. just Stan Lee? No, I don't think it's... Is it Stan Lee? <laughs> I don't, I'm not a Marvel I'm person. I'm not a Marvel person either. I'm not either. That's like when I told Sorry. my... When my, I realized my grandparents were calling Liberace Lee Baracci. And I was like, I'm pretty sure his last name is Liberace. <laughs> Lee Baracci. We were both half right because his first name, like the nickname was Lee. So he was Lee Liberace, but they were combining it. my mom had a cousin named chris muscotti and they would say her name really fast and say chris muscotti and i was like your cousin's name is christmas (laughs) 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 christmas scotty so the first baby's named dove and then the second baby is christmas christmas Christmas. (laughs) maybe that's how it should go Yep, because you be. can take the girl out of the Catholic Church, but you can't take the Catholicism out of the girl. <laughs> <laughs> the Christ out of Christmas, the Christ within. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Well, that was I anyway, love that ending. Actually, wait, was it that the yeah. last story? That's the ending. Yeah, That's that ending. was a be- that honestly, you said dark, and I was like, oh no, I'm gonna get sad. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling empowered by that. <laughs> it's more like about disturbing. That. And yes. well, definitely back back back, poisoning rings. <laughs> poisoning <laughs> rings. Yeah, if we're going to talk about, tra- if we're going to pick traditions, I pick the one where we poison people who are abusing people. Yeah, I yeah, like that. I agree. Yeah, I and agree. And for legal purposes, that's a joke. <laughs> oh, no, I know, I was just because... going to say, do we make a disclaimer? Uh, we are yeah. not advocating that you poison your husband. No, please yes, don't. Dude, I was no. like, hey, these are all jokey jokes. <laughs> Please don't yeah. yell at us. Jokey, <laughs> jokey, jokes. Don't, yeah. don't tell but we somebody. But like resources. If you are in an abusive relationship, yes. there are resources available and we will link them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. In our show I think we want. have some in our link tree on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Oh, perfect. We'll good. snag some there. But okay, yeah. so Sierra, what other, you're doing the cake. What other traditions are you doing? Um. So, well, we're not doing like a first look. So the first time he'll see me is, walking down because you want to uh, see him because, cry yeah, yeah that's exactly it honestly and you like to see him cry yeah. <laughs> yes it's i just feel like that'll be a good plus i don't know yeah. that's what he wanted to do um so i let him pick i was like that's your move you know however you feel comfortable but then okay so there's something i know this was in catholic weddings correct but that's not why we're doing it. But there used to be like a lighting of a candle, a unity, or like yeah. a unity ceremony, right? I okay. love that. So mothers would go up and light two separate candles, and then the couple would each grab the candle that their mom lit and light a candle oh, together. Nice. So we are doing something similar, but but different because we're doing like pouring sand in. But instead of our parents like giving us away, we're doing it with our kids because we are oh. a blended family. Um, I have a son from a previous relationship and then so it's gonna be like us two plus our daughter together and then my son so it'll be like we're all one. Oh my daddy. gosh so, so beautiful yeah. Sweet. so I love I love that tradition because I'm like it is more like a religious tradition but I think the way that we're doing is uh, is not so much of like I'm my parents property and now we get to be together <laughs> yeah. it's more like now our family is all one and I think that's really that's kind of like the tradition wise. Our wedding is going to be so incredibly short. Like you are doing 10 minutes. You are doing a father, daughter, mother, son dance. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I that's like reception. Yeah. But as far as the wedding goes, it's going to be in and out. We're not doing anything. I think we're even doing like a vowel thing separately, but like we're saying our vowels separate, just the two of us and like the videographer can catch some of it. But other than that, the, the, 
we're not having a big wedding either. Like we're uh, inviting like 20 people to the actual wedding. Intimate ceremony. Big reception. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because I, I, I don't like that. a lot of. It's so funny because I'll say I don't like eyes on me, and everybody's like, "You have like 1.4 million on TikTok." I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, but I'm you like, don't that's see the eyes different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I feel the same way. I don't like seeing their eyes on me. Yeah, yeah, it freaks me out. So I think I'll feel yeah. more comfortable if I'm already drunk by the time the reception happens, <laughs> which I probably will be. <laughs> that would be great. I get it. Yeah. yeah. We're okay, doing what about you? What too? are your traditions other than the breaking of the glass? Or do you have any unity uh, thing? Sorry? What? Do you have any unity situation? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Just I do. Yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. I guess we gave like my brother kind of a... We went off of... We were just like Googling different scripts for the ceremony. And then we gave my brother basically a sheet that was like, say whatever you want for these three minutes. And that like, we're basically having a 10 minute ceremony as well because we were way more focused on cocktail hour yeah (laughs) reception um so it's very quick and then it's just the kind of i wanted the until death do you part because we're obviously a little spooky so i like put that i was like christian just say this and then like we now pronounce you i do i do whatever like just that that. part Um, yeah but we're not doing a lot of stuff we're like not doing a cake we're not doing a bunch of speeches only my dad is doing a speech and then brian and i are doing a speech oh Aww. i love that um, that's cute yeah we're not doing like the garter toss or anything like that mm-hmm. oh i think one thing that was maybe untraditional not non-traditional words is we are having it 21 and up and that was the only part of like, the wedding yeah. that did cause a little stir amongst some people i also wanted to do the same i didn't want to do 21 and up but i wanted to do like no children (laughs) except Mm -hmm. for our own and even i told jerry i was like if it if it was up to me my kids wouldn't be at the reception (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean like wedding (laughs) sure reception i'm trying to have a party i'll tell you i had a lot of couples with kids who send their kids home that's at a certain what, point. That's yes. probably what's going to happen because I don't want to yeah. have to censor the uh, the amount of fun that we're going to have. Yeah. <laughs> like right. How it's going to yeah. go. And because that can be a scary thing for a kid to witness too. Like I remember attending a wedding a before and my dad there. was super drunk and I was so, like it has stuck in my head forever <laughs> that I thought my dad was going to get hit by a car <laughs> yes. going Aww. across the street. Yes, 100%. And, you know, don't let them worry about that. Go home, sleep it off. They're probably going to go home with my grandparents because I know my grandparents are going to dip early. Like, like, Mm -hmm. As soon as the dances are over, we're going home. And I'm like, that's fair. You guys That's okay. Yeah. My sister had... um, And this is different because she had everyone fly to Italy for her wedding. So um, people leaving their kids is a little bit harder for that. Um, she had like a babysitter or like someone on property to watch all the kids. So there was this room. <laughs> I feel like they were like in a cage. I mean, it was a nice <laughs> big room. It was a nice cage. It was a nice cage, <laughs> the but like the door was center. locked yeah. and they were in there with, they were, had no supervision. I'm just kidding. Um, they were in there with someone watching them and they just had their own little party. I That's love nice that. Because then the, you know, if the parents are like me where they're like, I have to go check and make sure they're okay. Especially if I get like a little tipsy, I'm like, I need yeah. to make sure they're fine. Cause I just get like, then you just pop your head in. Oh, you guys good. All right. Bye. <laughs> My, but I did kind of say that I wanted it kid free. And I I know there was a little bit of pushback on that. And then I was also like, 
it wasn't from you, but we had discussed no. this. I was like, um, I would rather you be able to come and not have to worry about your kids the whole time. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like that takes away from this wanting was, to have fun with everybody. This was something we talked about too, because everyone like to this day still talks about how much fun my wedding was. Mm-hmm, it was. And I think people, whenever they have their wedding are like, it wasn't like that. And that's because there were no children. Yeah, you like, got married first. Yeah. But, and so like there was, you had Noah, but Noah went home. Yeah, he didn't come to the the reception. Right. right. Yeah. And so... Because it is different when you're like dancing and like letting loose and having so much fun on the dance floor and then an eight-year-old breezes by you and, yeah. and you're like, oh, oh I need to not start this child. Or the eight-year-old is so cute and dances in the middle and everyone just watches the eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like I was pregnant for my sister's wedding, so I couldn't drink or get down like how I normally would. Yeah. And then after that, people had like young kids or I had mm-hmm. like at my cousin's wedding, at our cousin's wedding, I had both my toddlers there. So yep. like it's very different yeah. when... Yeah kids are present yeah yeah just a different yeah you can't have you can't let loose as much you're still in parent mode and then someone's got to watch the kids to make sure they're not there's a lot of expensive things too that i I, oh for sure you know around or things that can get broken and aren't toddler proof and that's why i was like ready for my daughter she won't even be two yet so i'm i'm fine with her leaving after that because i know how many (laughs) things she already tries to grab now and i'm like unless somebody has constantly got their eyes on you you're going to be trying to eat some of that stuff yeah (laughs) and it was expensive so please don't do that yes so yeah I understand yeah, the I pushback because only... we got a little bit as well, but it's yeah. your it's yeah, your and day and it's your well, day. Yeah. And also I realized like I need to be less of a bitch because <laughs> I am like I I Sabrina's <laughs> like Jerry's teenager miss. Yeah, like I came <laughs> out the womb being like, here are my opinions and here's what I want to do. And I'm extremely stubborn and like, you know, this is this is you know, I just if I've made a decision, it's very hard for people to sway me or for their negativity to affect me. Cause I'm like, that's your issue. Like go talk about it with someone else. <laughs> and so I did find myself being a little snappy and snippy when people did push back on the kid thing. And I was like, I need to just explain it better than being like, Oh, you're welcome to have a family reunion. If you're looking to have children <laughs> in the same group together, I'll gladly attend that. Yes. <laughs> but, no, but honestly, it's so it, it, there's, you wouldn't be like, hey, my kids need to come to this party that you're throwing. You know what I mean? So, and that's yeah. what the reception is for a lot of people, especially if there's like an open bar and th- it is like a big party. So I don't understand the push people have to like, right. my children need to be there. It's like, hey, I promise you as a kid who was forced to come to many a weddings, they don't want to be there. They, no, no, no. They, they just want someone to take a picture of their family in certain attire so that they can post it. Yeah. Yeah. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel well, you're the photographer who's probably like can you take a photo of us yeah. uh-huh. yes uh-huh. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah I did see on TikTok I was watching a year ago I got sucked into all those v- videos like here's 10 things I did at my wedding or here's 10 things that are unique that like did or didn't work out and there was one that I think would only work if you were having a little bit smaller of a ceremony but someone or, or a wedding reception but someone had set up basically a backdrop specifically for people to take their holiday photos together and their family photos. And That's so it was like, fun. It was almost like a step and repeat entering yeah. the cocktail uh-huh. hour <laughs> so that they could just get it over with. People would have a good photo of themselves that they would feel good about. And then they can just move on and enjoy the rest of the evening and not take away too much from like... <laughs> 
where the photographer is supposed to be. <laughs> right. One <laughs> thing that I thought was really cool is instead of doing like a, because people do like a dollar dance fucking most nightmarish situation for a photographer that. because it's like <laughs> how many pictures do you really want swaying back and forth with random people i'm not doing it. right <laughs> i don't want that many people to touch me at all no so no if they if they want the photo of just like who's there because another one is they they wanted me to like take photos of them talking to random people and i'm like some people you get the back of their head it's just so one it's of the things that they did <laughs> is they had every cup they the dj basically announced it and he's like the couple is going to come around be ready when they get to your I've table group yeah. photo yeah and, and i'm like all right that's what one song yeah. take a picture take a picture and, then, a and it's fun it's like a song that's like really upbeat and the couple's yes. kind of running around yeah yeah okay, okay, i think i might do that. do that i like that. It's really i know fun. i was gonna say actually i think i'm gonna do that or i've seen it where they have the couple sit in the center and then they have tables come up but, but that's also a, scary too i'm like yeah it's a, it's that a little takes bit more easier. time yeah. yeah, it's a little bit easier for you to go table to table because there's not as many moving parts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then people won't, you don't have to tell people who are lingering, like, we already had your photo, get out. Yeah. Yep. You just, you just yeah. have every table, like, get ready, be ready and stand in yeah. your position. You just jump into the front. I like that because I was, I did have like the concern because obviously everyone you invite to your wedding, you want to be there. So I want memories of them being there. So I was trying to think of like, and I know sometimes people bring everyone onto the dance floor, but then there's always the two people that are in the bathroom and then, mm -hmm. you know, well, well, it's, like it's, it's extra hard from a photographer standpoint too, because it, depending on how large your wedding is, I can't get all those people in there. No. I don't, I don't have a high enough right. place to shoot from. Duplicate yourself or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't feel like doing the work to like take a photo, take a photo, merge it together. This isn't Washington, D.C. I'm not trying to do <laughs> a panoramic. Yeah. Sorry. No, I like that idea. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, Jerry, you've been to so many weddings because you've photographed so many. So what are some of the things that you think are worth it or not worth it? Um, I don't think... Hmm. I don't even know. <laughs> I, Everyone can decide for themselves, I yeah, guess. It's, but from a photographer yeah, it's, it perspective. I'll say photographer perspective, anything, unless you're having a Catholic wedding, unless you have to have, if there's like a distance between where your ceremony and your reception is, or if you have like a different destination where you want photos, you do not need more than eight hours. I think it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I think it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money because... As far as like a getting ready photo and a um, dancing photo, you don't need that many of them. Yeah. The core part of the photography is happening um, during the day, at least the candid part of it. You don't need candid photos of getting ready and candid photos of dancing. I, I don't want them. I'll tell you. They as somebody all kind of look gotten, the same too. They I, do. I got... I, I get down at weddings. Like I get down. I yeah. love being invited to weddings. It's you got so that like fun. stank face going. <laughs> you not... Every time. So then I get so <laughs> mad because I'll look at the photographer's pictures and I'm like, I'm like this in all of them. With like my frown face and I'm like getting like in the yeah. weirdest positions. I'm like, why would you take that picture? And why would you post it online? Like, yeah. <laughs> why? Does that look flattering to anybody? No. I know that I looked good when I was doing it, but that still photo doesn't do it justice. <laughs> That's so only for the videographer. And a lot yeah, of time, I don't need that. Um, yeah, I'm the dance no one's going to print it and frame it. Why? And the dance floor normally is at its most full, like toward the beginning of the reception. Yeah. 
And so people are less sloppy and people are still there. And (laughs) so if you want someone to stay for like 10, 12 hours, I'm just standing around eating cake. Yeah. Truthfully. (laughs) And I'm not in it to steal money from you. And so when people are like, but what about, I want dancing photos. You ever heard of a high speed shutter? I can take 60 photos in one song and look, (laughs) make it look like a whole evening. Yes. Honestly. (laughs) That or like get your cameras out. We all have really nice phone or cameras on our phones these days. Yeah. 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 A bunch. I, I hate a lot of reception uh, events. Yeah. I think if you want to have a meaningful dance with someone, have that meaningful dance. Otherwise, the the longer you take to get to the party yeah. part, the more people are just sitting around being like, what okay. are we doing here? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's yeah. no need for all of these logistics if it's not true to who you are as a couple. Yeah. 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 So yeah. just get That's to the part where you enjoy each other. Agreed. Yeah. That's what just we're have doing fun. too. Like, like, we're, like a wedding's supposed to be fun. Right. Yep. What are you doing for, for music? Are you doing a band, a DJ? Do you have like a, oh, we have here's a what you should not play? Uh, I, the DJ, what I told him was early 2000s. Make me feel like I'm at prom again. <laughs> like, yeah. I want it. Yes. You know, I mean, apple bottom jeans, boots. Oh with my a gosh. Like, yes. So I can't. It's going to be a lot of that. I cannot stand when um, people have like strictly country at oh, their weddings. Because yeah. I'm like, unless we all know line dances, <laughs> why are we doing this? You can't dance to this. Yeah. No, no. And even like the older, every wedding I've gone to that has like, those songs from that time period even the older people are dancing it, they're easy songs to move to even yes. if you don't know them and but everybody knows them because they've been on every freaking radio right. show and like that was such a time period that you'll get people that are in their younger it's nostalgic it's so nostalgic yes yes, yes. 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 the people yeah. going <laughs> yeah gets the people and going. gets people like weird yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. which and is i want my wedding to be your weird <laughs> your aunt just losing their minds to like a Backstreet Boys song or something. You know, you know what, like, Jerry? That's going to happen maybe, as well. Maybe like if you're at the wedding and the old like 2000s mu- music is playing, maybe you're, you're missed. Your teenage self. Oh will, my God. Like, get I totally, you out. Do, I totally forgot to add this part to it. So <laughs> later that night, I had someone say, Hey, I played the piano and um, I want to share it with my therapist, but I've never recorded myself playing before. Uh, would you listen to it for me? Just so she's not the first person to see it. And I was like, yeah, for sure. When I tell you, I started sobbing watching this person playing the piano. I mean, like inconsolable sobbing. And I was transported back to being a teenager listening to music and using it as an escape. And I was like, it, I genuinely felt like the mist came out from behind the steps when I was watching this. So like, it was music power. It's a very powerful powerful thing. Yeah. The mist will break it down for sure. (laughs) The mist has an attitude and it comes out (laughs) with music. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You can bait her out through yeah, like Napoleon yeah. Dynamite like <laughs> choreography. A hundred percent because I, I love Napoleon Dynamite. I dressed up as Napoleon Dynamite for Halloween. <laughs> yes, oh, so good. Did you have tater tots in your pocket? No, I should have. Oh, you should have. I should have. <laughs> you got to do it again. Yeah. I fully committed year. though and got like the glasses, but they were definitely <sighs> prescription. And I was like, I <laughs> drunk. Yeah. Like, a little dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. That adds to it though. Yeah. yeah. It did a little bit. They were, I love it. <laughs> it was fun. 
um, I guess part two will be on your feed, right? Yes. yes. We're not yes. done talking. No, <laughs> we not have more. We have so if many. This is our spinoff podcast called Four, Four Women Talking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <That's us. laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us yeah, again. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having fine. us. It was happy fun. wedding season so again. Yeah. It took a, a while to get into the wedding season, but you know, we processing got trauma, crying. So now that we know ghosts, yes. the dark traditions, yeah. we'll get to play some fun games and have yeah. a little bit more of like a bachelorette vibe. So if <laughs> on, we're on your, on your feed. feed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We will see you on the other side. Very spooky.